0: Hello everyone, my name is Brennan Maher. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator, and thank you for tuning in to Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. Today, I'm going to devote an entire episode to a character who has never appeared in the live-action Star Wars film. And that, of course, is Ahsoka Tano, Ah. And I'm going to be tracing the history of this character from, well, how shall we put it, a, an object of fan scorn to one of the most beloved characters of that galaxy far, far away. and how such a thing is possible. Now it's interesting because this character as I said has not appeared in any live action media not yet at least and will be appearing supposedly uh... in further seasons of the Mandalorian or at least the rumor is season 2 it is interesting to see that such a character can become one of the most beloved Star Wars characters and what's really funny is where and when she started um, it be hard to believe that such a character could become one of the most beloved characters. Now she begins the story in the Clone Wars animated film. Which was, well, how shall I say? It's terrible. The movie's terrible. In the introduction of Ahsoka, pretty bad. Pretty disastrous. And um, as you can imagine, uh, she was pretty annoying. Ahsoka was pretty annoying. When she first appeared as this annoying teenager. You know, calling her Master Sky Guy and R2 2 And Ahsoka was given the nickname Snips by Anakin. Because she was Snippy and always kind of backtalk. Now, I suppose we could argue that This doesn't seem very in keeping with Jedi training. Though, I don't know, I've always had a theory that the problem was the Jedi had become, well, the reason that the Jedi Order fell is because they were way off the mark. They had gotten really bound by kind of dogma. But they uh, complacent maybe is the right word. They just kind of gotten complacent, and they they've gotten a little bit high down in some areas, and a little loose in other areas. And I think that they had lost. So maybe, Ahsoka being allowed to have that attitude, maybe that's one of the reasons why the Jedi Order sell apart is because they've allowed such things to exist. Just a theory. Now the Clone Wars film, I'm going to say, I think it's terrible. And I, I think that it, in my mind, is the worst theatrical Star Wars film. And because, yep, it was released in the theaters, but, um, let let me get into that really quick. So this film was released in 2008. Uh, It was decided by Lucasfilm that they would basically take, basically make a a movie-like episode of The Clone Wars and put it in theaters as the way to start the Clone Wars series. Well, I'm of the opinion that you should never do that. Or that you should rarely do that. And I think that one of the problems is that they didn't do anything to make it more theatrical it behaves just like an episode of the series. Um... And it really did not work. Because for... I think that... Now it got lacerated. Lacerated by the critics. And I think, to me, it it ended... Aired on television, then I think that it would have been received better from the critics. Uh, also, the problem with releasing it in the theater is that it, it's just a setup to an animated series and doesn't really can tell tell its own theatrical story then it really doesn't deserve to be on the theater screen. Now, there was a story in it, but it definitely did not behave like a self-contained movie. So I think that was a a mistake to release it in the theater. And also, it's not very good. It's really dumb. It's really bad. Um... You know, they just started out, so the animation was really hard to get used to. That was another thing. The animation in this series was really an acquired taste. And over time, through the history of the series, it became more and more... It became better. The animation became better. But at first, it really looked pretty clunky. And, also, I just think the story's really bad. And it's got some really annoying things going on in it. And, the one thing that I will say that I did appreciate about this movie, was that the acting is better than what was on the films. Uh, At least... The acting was better than Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. When it came to the characters of Anakin and Padme. uh, Because Matt Lanter and Cat Tabor are really good voice actors. Whose talents should not be underestimated. And they were better at playing Anakin and Padme. Uh, Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka. She's good, but... She is good, but in the movie they didn't really make use of her talents very well. But we'll get to more with Ashley's later work in a minute. So I think Ahsoka was difficult for a lot of fans to take. Because the movie was not well received. The character was poorly written. The first season of the Clone Wars series was very hit and miss. And the same goes for the character of Ahsoka. So I think all these things conspired to make fans really not like Ahsoka at the beginning. Now it's interesting to look now and find that very few people complain about work, at least on the internet. Now, that that's a whole different discussion. But let me just so let me let me leave it at this: the discussion that goes on on Twitter primarily is not. Indicative of the entire family. Um that is merely one kind of small segment of the family. Now those that I am aware of on the internet who I know are not trolling ...are not being you know incels or whatnot, I know that for a lot of them. They had the same reaction I did. They didn't like Ahsoka at first. They thought she was terrible. But now she is one of the most beloved Star Wars characters. And what's really weird is you know that how social media can be so overwhelmingly negative right now, particularly because of uh, with Star Wars. And I, I need mean to say that if you go online and look up any Star Wars topic, you are likely to find lots of really unkind and negative responses. Ahsoka might be one of the rare cases where you find very few people complaining about her. In fact, almost none. There's only one individual who I will not name who detests this character, or at least doesn't like this character, and his attitude has not changed since the moment he first saw her. And we're talking a character, a person who said that she was like Jar Jar, only worse. But that is rare. You will not find that. So it's amazing. Now, the story of the Clone Wars is more or less the story of Ahsoka's coming of age. She's 14 years old when we first meet her. Three years later, the Clone War ends. She is 17 at the time. I think that she evolved. Not only in terms of how the stories were written for her better over the history of the Clone Wars series, but also as a character, she grew up. You know, it's kind of a Harry Potter thing. We watched her grow and the evolution of where she started to where she ended, at least on the Clone Wars, was night and day. Some of the story arcs with Ahsoka later in the Clone Wars and even now in Season 7 are astonishingly good. So a lot of things uh, are going on there with the Clone Wars more or less being Ahsoka's story. And the story of her growing up and facing the world. And maybe learning a few things along the way about how um, not to be an obnoxious teenager. Of course, then again, I mean, were any of us pleasant teenagers? I don't know. And then, of course, the character returned with Star Wars Rebels. With... There were a couple of moments in the Rebels series where I thought, well, I hope they use Ahsoka. When there were a couple of episodes where she got a little sidelined, I thought. But then, the two-part season finale of Season 2 of Star Wars Rebels is an episode involving Ahsoka investigating the ancient Sith planet Malachor. Malachor, which actually first appeared in the Legends Knights of the Old Republic games. the Ahsoka investigating Malachor. I'm going to just tell you. That two-part episode is some of my favorite Star Wars content ever. Yeah. And, uh... Then, of course, Ahsoka, rumors are, will appear in uh, The Mandalorian. So, it's amazing to see the journey of this character. From fan pariah to one of the most beloved characters in Star Wars. And to see that such an evolution is possible. And also that the Clone Wars could go from being a despised cartoon when it started. At least by older grumpy fans. But becoming, I know for a lot of fans, some of the best Star Wars out there. And I think for myself, I would say that there are certain story arcs and things that occur in the Clone Wars that do make it some of my favorite content. Well, there are a few other arcs and stories that make me go, oh my gosh, that's horrible. Yes, there is a there is a four-part episode in, I think, Season 5? Maybe Season 4 of the Clone Wars or R2-D2 he goes on a secret mission with this one annoying commander. I'm going to tell you right now, that is the worst of the Clone Wars. And no, it doesn't even evolve Charger Wings. I, I actually like how they use Charger in the Cold Wars. Okay. So, it really is astonishing to see the evolution of the character. Not the evolution of the show. Okay. I'm going to take a short break and I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. Alright. Now, who do we have to thank for the success of this character? Or at least should I say the evolution that led to the success of this character? So Dave Filoni is the bigwig at Lucasfilm Animation. He's the the head honcho. I'm not sure what his title is. Now he's a protege of George. Now George Lucas was involved very heavily in the Clone Wars. I think Ahsoka was his idea. And a lot of the ideas of the episodes and story arcs are his ideas. Now, George Lucas, I've come to appreciate the prequel trilogy better. Well, I've also come to the opinion that George Lucas is great as a story guy, coming up with ideas, coming up with storylines. Not necessarily a very good script writer, but he's good at coming up with, with ideas. I think he's at his best when he gives an idea and allows others to make that idea a reality. And that is the case with a lot of the commons. And uh, I, I, I imagine, I don't know the details, but I imagine that George Lucas had a lot to do also with coming up with for coming up with better material for Ahsoka. So we have to thank George Lucas, Dave Filoni, who also evolved because he directed the Clone Wars animated film, which as I said was terrible, but down the road with other Clone Wars material and with Rebels, which is also Dave Filoni's show, we have seen an evolution. Now, Dave Filoni also directed two episodes of The Mandalorian, Which were... Not as... The first episode was a great start. Which he directed. He also directed the fifth episode. uh, Which takes place on Tatooine, which is an episode that... Fans generally liked The Mandalorian quite a bit. It, that episode didn't work for a lot of people. My hot take is I liked that episode. I liked that episode very much. I, okay, I don't I actually like phrases. I like all the episodes. It, I'm not saying it's my favorite, but I did like episode 5 which Dave Filoni wrote and directed. However, I think that given how it was generally received, I think that Dave Filoni is really good when it comes to animation, but he hasn't quite demonstrated that live action is his thing. So there has been a lot of discussion about you know, Give Dave Filoni a film to direct. Or make Dave Filoni the president of Lucasfilm. Ugh, he's not quite there. He's not quite there in my opinion. But, he, as a story guy, as as a guy involved in animation, as a guy who's been heavily involved in the Clone Wars and Rebels, and especially with the character of Ahsoka, Dave is fantastic. And has evolved, like artists do. Okay, we also have to thank Ashley Eckstein. Ashley Eckstein is the voice of Ahsoka Tami. And has been in every iteration. Uh, Ashley even narrated the novel, the audiobook of the novel Ahsoka by E.K. Johnson. He Johnston, I think. Um, Ashley is the voice of Ahsoka. Now, let me just really quickly, and you've heard my my thoughts on this. Let me just discuss the rosario Dawson situation. The rumors are, and apparently it has not been officially confirmed, by Lucasfilm. That Rosario Dawson has been cast to play Ahsoka on The Mandalorian. Uh, I'm assuming it won't be a huge role, but then again, why do you hire Rosario Dawson? Who is, is, a, is a star. Now, the question came up why didn't they hire Ashley? Well, Live-action acting and voice acting are very different. Ashley Eckstein has done live-acting a little bit before she was cast as a sober. But her resume is fairly short. Rosaria Dawson's resume is pretty substantial. Um... So I'm in favor of casting Rosario and Dawson. Not to mention, the fans know uh, Ashley. And the fans know Ahsoka. But the average person knows neither that character nor the voice actors. And... Sometimes you can't be fair in show business. Furthermore, I don't think it's necessarily a question of fairness. It's a question of someone with experience. We also know that Rosario Dawson had apparently lobbied to play the role. Now, this is a whole can of words, but I just want to say that I don't think that Ashley Eckstein should play Ahsoka in live action. I think she's made a suggestion. She released a statement, Ashley did, and I'm not going to try to read between the lines. But she is not involved in the Mandalore, in any way, uh, with the character So, So, but I'm not going to try to speculate as to what she's feeling about this. So that being said, I'm fine with it not being Ashley Eckstein who plays her in my life. In fact, I don't think they should necessarily make a habit of making the voice actors play the characters in live action, because that sets a weird precedent. And also, let me just say that let's say a character like Bo-Katan Kryze, who's a Mandalorian from the Clone Wars, she's voiced by Katie Saccom. Katie Saccom plays Starbuck in the recent Battlestar Galactica. Uh, And also he's been in a lot of movies (laughs) and television and he's fairly well known. Now somebody had suggested why not bring her into live action to play mo Well, you could do that because of her resume. But it could also open up A poop storm, for lack of a better word, a discussion as to well, why didn't they hire Ashley XP? Yeah, yeah, it it could, it could get ugly. Things are so temperamental in the online communities anyway. But then again, that's just the online community. I don't think Lucasfilm should listen to the online community when it comes to those things. So as much as I don't think they should make a habit of bringing voice actors to play the characters, if the voice actor is someone who's got a resume that's extensive as a live actor, I can understand casting them. I just don't think they should make it a habit. And also, I don't think they should make a habit of making cartoon characters into live actors. Because, it creates a whole other realm of trouble. But, so, but I think that they won't, they won't, I, I, I don't think they're going to bring a lot of characters in. From cartoon to live action. They've only done it one time. That was with Saw Gerrero. Um, and... That's fine, but I don't think they'll make a habit of it. I think the Ahsoka thing. Because, you know, there's a lot of discussion about, oh, will they bring in this guy, and this guy, and this guy, and this guy? after a while, it could get a little bit unwieldy. So I think that they should probably keep that to a minimum. But, I gotta say, I am in favor of Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. But I love Ashley XP. Do not take this in any way as an insult to Ashley. Ashley has been part of the reason why the character has been successful. Furthermore, I think the use of the character has improved. Now, let me just get into spoilers. So I'm going to spoil things for just a minute. Now, the final confrontation that Ahsoka had with Vader in uh, Twilight of the Apprentice Part 1 and 2 of Rebels was interesting because I figured that would end with her death. Now, obviously we know that's not the case because Ezra in the episode involving the world between worlds pulled Ahsoka through as she was about to be killed by Vader. Thus sparing Ahsoka from death. Okay. Now this could be taken as a compound of not wanting to kill the character. But I I cast my mind back to that episode Twilight of the Apprentice. Where you see Ahsoka after that, that fight. You see her walking into the temple as if nothing had happened. So, it was their plan all along. It's not like they... It's not like they had that scene and went, oh, we supposedly killed her off. But let's bring her back. Okay. No, it looks like that plan had been there from then. From when they released Uh, The Twilight of the Apprentice episodes, they had that plan. Now I think, given the way that these stories work, is they've got it all planned out pretty well. Because a lot goes into these animated series. And they can't be willy-nilly about it. But, yeah, I don't think it's something that they... It's not something they decided to change later, no, no. Now, it's interesting is Dave Filoni has revealed that there was a scene that was never filmed. Of Ahsoka meeting with the Bendu. The Bendu being that uh, strange, wise, Tom Bombadil-like character living on uh, Atalon. And when they speak, the Bandu talks to Ahsoka Bell. You know, you're gonna go meet Vader. Ahsoka's like, yeah. And something about you know, am I gonna die? the Bendu's like, I don't know that, yeah, so I don't know what they're playing at. I think Dave the is kind of a tricky guy. He likes to he likes to have a little fun with playing with us. But, um, yeah, was the World Between Worlds a cop-out? Maybe, but I think that, uh, I don't know, if I had been Ezra and found myself in this weird place, and had that chance to pull Ahsoka through, I would've. Then there's the whole question of Mor- uh, Morite the owl like creature that's a friend to Ahsoka apparently so now we're getting in deep Uh, suffice to say I do not think that we're going to be seeing much of the world between worlds in the future and I don't think it's going to be a, a, a a convenient plot device Now further down the road, of course, at the fact that Ezra saved Ahsoka later demonstrates that Sabine and Ahsoka decided to team up to go and search for Ezra, who of course was taken off by the Ezra and Grand Admiral Thrawn were taken away by the uh, by the Pergo in the finale of uh, Rebels and where they are, who knows and of course there's more Grand Admiral Thrawn down the road too uh, I'm sure there will be once uh, Ahsoka and Samin find Ezra right. there are rumors floating around about a sequel series two rebels f- focusing on Ahsoka and Sabine. I would be into that I would totally into that. And then... It would be interesting because they go off in search of Ezra. The Battle of Endor took place four years after the original Star Wars film. So they go off in search for Ezra there, and The Mandalorian takes place five years later. So, if Ahsoka's going to be in The Mandalorian that I assume that her journey to find Ezra was complete sometime during those five years between Return of the Jedi and the Mandalorian. So more gaps needing to be filled in and I have all ears and eyes. I am excited to see what further we get with this character. Ahsoka has gone from being a character I did not like. I didn't hate her. But I didn't like her either to be one of my favorite Star Wars characters. And these last two episodes of The Clone Wars Season 7 Featuring Ahsoka have been fantastic. And I'm interested to see where things further go. Because what remains in these next two episodes Order 66 has to big place Rex and Wolf and Gregor three clones still have to find a way to uh, to basically remove the chip that's in their brains that will make them uh, execute Order 66 because we know in Rebels they removed those chips And that's why they didn't turn on the Jedi. So that story still needs to be shown. And whatever happens to Ahsoka? Ahsoka runs off and hides out. And uh, we know from the novel Ahsoka that in between the Cold Wars and the events of Rebels, she was working for a very early fledgling, rebellion, working with Senator Argana and others. So, more stories yet to be filled in. I am so glad for the evolution of this character. I am so glad for this character, and I am so glad to say, like many other fans, I could not stand her, and now I love her. Let me know what you think, or you know, but ask me if you want to know where's a good place to begin exploring this character. My name is Vernon Moore. That noise you hear is my ventilator. And thank you for tuning in to Page Turners. They were not my stories podcast. May the force be with you.